received him into the ship. And notice this, immediately the ship was at land whither they went. You say, how did they get there? Uh, Christ got them there by the, sp uh, by the way of thought. Amen. Uh, you see, the only thing faster than the speed of light is the speed of thought. Amen. And in the middle of that sea, Christ came walking on the water. And in just a few moments, guess what? Faster than they could blink their eye, they was already on the other side. I'm going to tell you, God will get you to the other side one way or the other. Amen. Uh, he may do it by a ship and he may do it by a miracle. Uh, but if he said, let's go to the other side, you mark it down, friend. Uh, come hell or high water, sink or swim. Uh, we are going to the other side. Amen. And so we see the curiosity in this text. Uh, then we see the Christ in our text in verse 26. Uh, Jesus answered them and said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, you seek me not because you saw the miracle, but because you did eat of the loaves and were filled. He said, Labor not for the meat which which perisheth, for, but for that meat which endureth unto everlasting life, which the Son of Man shall give unto you, for him hath God the Father sealed. Now think about this this morning. Here we see Christ in our text. And Christ reveals their motive as they come to him because they were filled with that bread. They're seeking Christ. They're, they're looking for a miracle. They're looking for bread. And then Christ reveals the message here in verse 27 as he tells them to not seek after that meat that's going to perish. I mean, they thought if Christ uh, can feed 5,000 with that much left over, we'll never have to worry about food again. But Jesus didn't come to feed the poor. He did feed the poor. But he came to seek and to save that which was lost. Uh, and he points them to a greater bread in verse number 27 and that is the bread that will never perish uh, of the meat thank God that will lead to everlasting life uh, and so there's a curiosity in this text there's the Christ uh, in our text but then uh, there's the confusion in our text look at verse 28 uh, you see these sinners are confused about works and believing uh, they say unto him in verse 28 what uh, shall we do that we might work the works of God Jesus answered and said this is the work of God that you believe on him who he hath sent. You see they look at Christ and they say wait a minute we can't do what you just did and what are you asking us to work the works of God uh, and Christ said this is the work of God it's not a miracle but thank God it's faith amen it's believing on Christ and can I tell you if you're going to receive this bread that comes from heaven it's not come, going to come through some form of, a miracle, form of a miracle or some work of the flesh uh, but it's going to come by faith Amen. I'm telling you what God wants you to do is what we sung about this morning, living by faith. Amen. Do you know that's the only way we can really live down here is to live by faith. I can't do anything about yesterday. I can't see what's coming down the pipe for tomorrow and I can't really handle today but I can live by faith. I can trust the God of this book. I can trust Christ and know that he will see me through. Amen. I see the confusion in our text. They're confused about works and believing. They're confused about works and bread. Look what they said in verse number 30. Then they said, therefore to him, what sh sign showest thou then that we may see and believe thee? What dost thou work? Notice they're interested in works. Uh, and, and they said in verse 31, our father did eat manna in the desert. As it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. You see this crowd's hung up uh, on works and Jesus is trying to get them off the work. 
works uh, and he's trying to get them on faith. He's trying to get them to where they believe and they trust Christ. Uh, and so there's the confusion and then there's the correction. In verse number 32, Jesus corrects them and he corrects them here concerning Moses and this manna. He said, Verily I say unto you, Moses gave you not that bread from heaven, but my Father giveth you the true bread from heaven. Jesus lets them know it wasn't the hand of Moses that fed you. It was the hand of God that fed you. I want to tell you today, uh, listen, we've not got here by ourselves. It's not anything that we've done. It's not anything that we've accomplished. Uh, Everything that's ever been done in our life, uh, it didn't come by chance or circumstance. Uh, But I tell you, there's an unseen hand uh, uh, that's working and guiding us through this weary land. Uh, And that same hand uh, that puts bread on their table in the wilderness is the same hand uh, that puts bread on our table. Amen. Uh, And Jesus is trying to get them to see, hey, there's something greater and there's something bigger than Moses and the manna. Amen. It's that true bread. And he corrects them in this text concerning Moses and the manna. He corrects them concerning the meaning of the message. Look at verse number 33. For the bread of God is he which cometh down from heaven and giveth life unto the world. You see, what Jesus wants them to see is that true bread is not manna from Moses. True bread is the Christ of Calvary this morning. Can I tell you the bread of this world will never satisfy. But the bread of God will leave you satisfied the rest of your life and throughout eternity. True bread is not obtained by works, but it's obtained by faith is what Christ is teaching them. And so it brings us to the conclusion of this text that I want to preach on this morning. Notice the desire of these sinners. Jesus has wet their appetite. He has made them hungry. In verse 34, Then said they unto him, Lord, evermore give us this bread. I'm telling you, when people stood in the presence of Christ, like that woman at the well, when he spoke about water she said Lord give me this water and when you spoke to this crowd about bread they said give us this bread if we can get people in the presence of an almighty God if we can get them in the presence of Christ and let them see Christ for who he really is there'll be a hunger and a thirst that only Christ can quench and I see the desire of these sinners I see the declaration of the Savior look what he said in verse 35 he said I am the bread of life Do you realize the miracle that started in chapter 6 and the message that we just went through, the conversation that we just read, led every bit of it led to this one phrase, I am the bread of life. I want to preach a few minutes this morning on the bread of God. The bread of God. You see, seven times in the Gospel of John, Christ uses that phrase, I am. I'm sure you're no stranger to that thought this morning. In John 6 and verse 35, he says, I am the bread of life. In John 8 and verse number 12, he said, I am the light of the world. In John chapter 10 and verse number 9, he said, I am the door. In John 10 and verse 11 and verse 14, he said, I am the good shepherd. In John 11 and verse 25, he said, I am the resurrection and the light. In John 14 and verse 6, he said, I am the way, the truth, and the light. And then in John 15 and verse 5, he said, I am the vine. Amen. The seven I am. 
hymns of Jesus and the gospel of John. And here we have the first saying. And this first saying is, I am the bread of life. You see what verse number 35 does? This little statement here, it reveals three distinctive things that I want to give you this morning about Jesus Christ. And when I was coming out of the Sunday school, the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart and said, you know what will help people this morning, son? It just sings some of them old hymns and preach a message that exalts Christ. Amen. I'm telling you, Jesus said, and if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. The Bible said in Psalms 121 in verse 1, I'll lift mine eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord. The psalmist said he's a lifter up of my head. I'm telling you this morning, if you're down, if you're discouraged, get your eyes off people. Get your eyes off problems. And take a few moments this morning and put your eyes on the one that'll never let you down. That'll never leave you behind. That'll never discourage you. Why? Because he is the bread of life this morning. Amen. Three things that this phrase reveals in verse 35. I want to say number one this morning. It reveals his person. Amen. Jesus uses the same phrase that God spoke to Moses about when he said, tell them that I am sent you. And Jesus uses the phrase, I am the bread of life. I want to tell you this morning, it reveals his person. You say, how is that, Brother Gravely? Because bread is prepared it's a prepared and it's made of fit food. Amen. You see, bread this morning didn't just, you don't go out there and pick bread out of the field. Amen. Uh, listen, uh, uh, somebody asked sometime, where do you get bread? They said the grocery store. Uh, well, that's not where bread comes from. Amen. Uh, bread doesn't hang on trees out there. Uh, but bread, bread has to be prepared. Uh, it has to be made fit. Amen. Uh, I'll tell you, God the Father prepared salvation. Uh, God the Son purchased salvation. And God the Holy Spirit uh, present salvation to mankind. Uh, uh, salvation, my friend, was prepared. Uh, uh, salvation was purchased at Calvary and salvation's been presented. Uh, uh, the bread of God uh, is not in a plan, but it's in a person. Uh, and that person is the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, uh, bread is a substance uh, uh, that's well suited for the subjects uh, uh, to which it is appointed. Amen. I'm going to tell you this morning, uh, uh, bread will satisfy me and bread will satisfy you. Uh, I don't know anybody that don't like bread. Amen. I'm telling you, you like it hot. Uh, listen, you like it toasted. Uh, uh, bread's just good. How many of y'all like bread? Raise your hand this morning. Uh, I'm telling you, listen, uh, uh, bread is something uh, uh, that's fit for everybody. And can I tell you, salvation will work for every man, woman, boy, and girl. It doesn't matter who you are, where you come from, or what you've done. Uh, uh, salvation will pull you out of the same muck in the mire. Uh, uh, salvation will lift you out of the dung hills of this old wicked world. Uh, uh, salvation will bring you out uh, uh, that it might bring you in. Bread satisfies everybody that partakes of it. And so it is with Christ. You never met anybody that said I wished I didn't get saved. You never met anybody that said I'm sorry that I became a Christian. You never met anybody that said I wished I wasn't going to heaven. I'm going to tell you why. Because this bread is for good to all that partake of it this morning. 
It's a substance well suited this morning. Bread is seen as one of the type of foods that will preserve the entire human race of mankind. Do you realize that? I'm telling you, listen, man can live on bread. Bread is the one type of food that will preserve all of humanity. I tell you, Jesus told the devil that man shall not live by bread alone. Talking about that earthly bread. But by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. I tell you, there's a greater bread this morning that sustains all of the human race. Salvation will work no matter what part of the globe you're on. It doesn't matter what continent you're living on. It doesn't matter what creation or what nationality of people you preach to. I'm telling you salvation works and it'll still save the human race this morning. Christ will deliver all men. Bread works in Papua New Guinea. You know that. They like it. They may not have as much of it as we do over here, but they like it. The gospel works in all regions. Bread, my friend, this morning uh, must be received and consumed or else one can starve uh, while in the midst of plenty. You hear me this morning, sinner. You're sitting here hearing the gospel. You're amongst saints. You've heard the songs of Zion. You're hearing the preaching of the word of God. But if you don't partake of this bread, you'll die in the midst of plenty and go to hell. It'd be one thing to go to hell from Africa. It'd be another thing to go to hell from Red China. It'd be another thing to go to hell from the behind the Iron Curtain. Uh, but it'd be a tragedy to sit in church and hear the gospel and have the table of God set and the bread from heaven be put before you and reject Jesus Christ. I'm telling you, if I was lost this morning, I'd get saved this morning. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, because this bread, thank God, has to be received and it has to be consumed. God will not force you to be saved. You don't walk away from God, go live in sin, help yourself but you'll never be satisfied. Hey, young people, look up here at me this morning. There's no sin known to man that will ever satisfy you like Jesus Christ. The devil will make you think that if you can wallow in the filth of this world and do what you want to do and live the way you want to live, your life's going to be better. And I'm telling you, there's scores of them out there this morning, uh, listen, that would tell you otherwise. Uh, but I'll tell you, you've never met one person that's ever got saved and gave their life to God that ever said they regretted it. Amen? I'm telling you, living for Jesus is the best thing that's ever happened to any of us. Uh, I don't Listen, I could drink and smoke and chew and run with those who do and so could you. Uh, but the truth of the matter is, I don't want to this morning. And I, it doesn't mean that I'm not capable of it. It doesn't mean that my flesh isn't just as wicked as theirs is. But what it does mean is that I've tasted from manna from on high. And thank God it has satisfied my soul. It satisfied me in my youth. And it satisfied me in my middle age. And thank God it'll be good when I'm dying. Because it's all about Jesus this morning. I want to say thank God for Jesus Christ. And thank God for the Lord of glory. And thank God for the Lamb of God. I thank God for the bread that's come down from heaven. I thank God that I've tasted that bread. I thank God that I've experienced that bread. The Lord is good. He's just wonderful this morning. Amen. I'm talking about it reveals his person. This bread is pleasant to the taste of all, but especially to the needy this morning. You see, in Bible days, the rich would take bread and they would tear a piece of bread off and they would wipe their hands with it. They didn't have napkins like that, like, like, back, like today. And though the rich would wipe their fingers with the bread and cast the crumbs on the floor. 
That's why Lazarus desired the crumbs that fell from the rich man's table. But I want to tell you this morning, to the rich, bread meant nothing. But to a man that was hungry, poor, and needy, a morsel of bread brought him great joy. Can I tell you, there's some of you sitting here this morning, look at me. Some of you young people need to look up here at me and quit laughing while I'm preaching. Amen. I'm going to tell you why some of you are not interested in what's going on. Because you're not hungry this morning. It don't matter how long I preach or how loud I preach, it ain't going to help you one bit. You know why? Because you're feasting somewhere else in this world. You may not have been there in your body yet, but you're already there in your mind. I want to tell you this morning, I can't help you. It wouldn't matter what I say. It's going to take the Holy Ghost putting you under some deep conviction, shaking your foundation, getting you to realize you're in bigger trouble than you think you are, Jack. I can't help you this morning. It'll take God opening your eyes. But I'll tell you, to somebody sitting here this morning that's hungry, to somebody that's needy, to somebody that's really wanting something from God, to some old sinner that may be sitting here realizing they deserve the charred walls of the dam. They don't, it's, not a, it's not a right to be in church this morning. It's not a right to sit under the sound of the gospel. It's not a right to hear the word of God preached in freedom. I'm telling you, friend, it's a privilege this morning. And to some poor old soul that's been out there in sin and knows what sin can do to you, if they're hungry and they're needy, I want to tell you good news from a far country. Hallelujah. They's bread from heaven and it's in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ he'll save your never dying soul hallelujah he'll save you this morning he'll change you sister Tammy I come out here in front of the uh, pulling in this morning and I saw that uh, all the flowers was gone did you do that well good amen I thought you did I was hoping you did and they were all dead so they needed to go can I get an amen right there and I pulled up and said, man, don't that look good? All them dead flowers are gone now. They look good. Hey, hadn't that? They looked wonderful, didn't they? In fact, they, they, I, I told her, I said, you did such a good job. I'm going to get some more pots around here for you to put flowers in come spring. Make this place look really beautiful because she does a good job with it. But she took all that deadness away. I said, man, that looks better. It's cleaned out for the winter and we'll put some back in, in the spring. And, 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 I, and But you know, I, I'll tell you, here's what I thought about more. Than, what thrilled me more than them flowers being cleaned out of that, out in front of that sign was the person who did it. Because I remember when you'd come sit back here in the back sometimes and you wasn't interested. And I remember when I would say something to you, I remember I'd see you at your house, me and my wife, and we'd say something to you. And I'd say, now you're going to come, we're having homecoming. Or we're having something. We always, always make something up we're having so you'd come. I, I'm probably going to, I can tell she wasn't least bit interested. Like some of you this morning I'm preaching to right now. You're in a far country in your mind. She wasn't interested. You said, what happened to her? She got saved. You know what that did? Satisfied her. And every now and then, choir will be singing and she'll throw both hands up and shout. And I'm not trying to embarrass you. I just want to tell you, that's a blessing this morning. 
I'm telling you, you can't turn the heart of nobody. But if they ever taste this bread, if they ever sit up at the Lord's table and get a hold of it, I'll tell you what'll happen. It'll get a hold of them, friend. And you will never be the same, praise God. There's something on the inside of you that'll click, amen. It'll connect with this book. You know why? Because this book is all about Jesus Christ. And this bread is pleasant to those who taste of it. I want to tell you, this bread renews strength and preserves people. I want to say this morning that I read this book and it helps me. Amen. You read this book and it helps you. You know why? Because this isn't about me and it's not about you. And thank God it's not about the devil and it's not about the world. But this book is about Jesus Christ. It's all about Him. It's from Genesis to Revelation. There's types and shadows in the Old Testament. There's the Gospels in the New. There's the epistles that exalt Christ in the New. And finally when you get to the end it's the book of Revelation. The unveiling of Jesus Christ this morning. It's about Him this morning. I'll tell you this bread is so wonderful because it reveals His person. You know the devil's actual voice is only mentioned three times in the Bible. In Genesis chapter 3 when he attacked the Scriptures. His actual voice. And then it's mentioned again in Job chapter 1 when he attacked the saint. And then finally it's mentioned in Matthew chapter number 4 when he attacked the Savior. Every time the devil's voice is recorded, it's an attack. And I'm going to tell you, every time the devil talks to one of us, it's an attack. But I'll tell you, though, the devil may be mentioned throughout the Scriptures. His actual voice is only three times in that book. You know why? Because that's not the devil's word. Amen? That's God's word. Amen? And God's word will triumph, amen, over all things. It's the bread of God this morning. It reveals His person. I'm going to tell you something about bread. Bread down here is an earthly substance. But Christ is the bread from heaven. The bread down here will soon perish, become stale and mold. But Christ will endure forever. He's without spot and blemish. The bread of this world is given by the hands of men, but the bread of God is given by the bread of Christ is given by the hand of God. Bread in this world is for the physical, but the bread I'm preaching about this morning is for the spiritual. You see, this bread in this old world is dead. And the substance only satisfies temporarily. But the bread, I am the bread of life. That bread this morning, it's eternal. And it satisfies spiritually throughout all eternity. It reveals His person. Secondly, notice this morning, it reveals His plan. What is the plan of this bread? Talking about Christ in this text. You ought to underline two phrases. Notice the phrase, He that cometh to me. And then notice the second phrase, He that believeth on me. I like those two phrases this morning, Brother Terry, because that's God's plan. God's plan, His person, I'm the bread of life. God's plan for the hungry and the thirsty this morning is twofold. Number one, come. Number two, believe. So what do I got to do to be saved? Number one, you got to come. Number two, you got to believe. What are you going to believe? Believe you're a sinner. What are you going to believe? Believe you deserve hell. What are you going to believe? Believe Christ is the only way to salvation. 
What are you going to believe? If you call on him, he'll save you. If you come and you believe what I just said this morning, Christ will save you. I'm telling you, you can't save yourself. You can't pull yourself up. You can't put yourself in the right way. I'm telling you, listen, you can't wash away your sins. You can't undo your past. You can't fix your problems. But you can come this morning and you can believe. And if you'll do the rest, I promise you, if you'll do your part, God will do his part. The devil sometimes against on people's back and said you're not even saved well why do you want to listen to him he's a liar anyway and he's been a liar from the beginning if you came and you believed the best way you knew how with all of your heart I promise you this morning if you did your part God will do his part hallelujah I got saved I didn't know John 3.16 but I knew I needed to be saved and I knew I couldn't save myself brother laddie I knew Jesus was the only person that could save me. And so I came. And I believed. And God did His part. This morning, if you're here and you're not saved, I'll tell you what will keep you from getting saved. Two things. Not coming and not believing. Because, friend, belief is a choice. You either choose this morning to believe this book or you choose not to believe it. You've heard the truth. Do you believe it? Do you believe it enough to get out of that seat and come to this altar to be saved? If you do, God will save you. This bread of God reveals His person. It reveals His plan. You know what I like about this verse? His plan is so simple this morning. It's so simple. So, Brother Gravely, I, I've, I've, I, you just don't know the things I've done. Don't need to know. God knows. Well, you think God has saved me after all the things I, I've done? He knew everything you'd do when he wrote this verse. Do you know all your sins at Calvary were future tense? He forgave all your sins at Calvary and you weren't even born yet. You say, yeah, but what if, I, what if I mess up? You was a mess before you got here. We all were. Adam messed us up. We got messed up in Genesis chapter 3. You didn't mess up the day you was born. You didn't mess up when you came to the age of accountability. You didn't mess up when you first was conscious of sin. You was born in a sin, David said. In sin did my mother conceive me. I'm telling you, we all was born handicapped. Sin had cursed every one of us. We didn't have a chance before we got here. But I'm glad before the devil ever slithered up in the garden, before Adam ever messed us already up, thank God there was a lamb that had been slain before the foundations of this world before God ever laid the mud seals of this world there was already a Calvary and there was already a Christ there was already a way blood had already been satisfied God was not surprised it was not an afterthought it was not chance or circumstance but our God already had the bread it was already in the oven just waiting for the day to be presented hallelujah why are you worried about your sins God took care of them a long time ago I want to say this morning cast thy burden on the Lord and he shall sustain thee this morning you ain't got to figure out the plan it's already been planned I want to say this morning thank God this bread reveals his person reveals his plan and then finally it reveals his promise you say, what's the promise? Look at it. He that cometh to me, look at this, shall never, I like that word, never, never hunger. 
And he that believeth on me shall what? Never thirst. One's got to do with the man's gut. The other one's got to do with his mouth. And God said, I'll satisfy you from the beginning all the way to the end. Well, I'm telling you, you come to Christ this morning, you'll never be hungry again. You come to Christ, you'll never be thirsty again. I'm telling you, I don't need the wealth of this world this morning. I don't need its riches and I don't need its fame. I don't need its pleasures this morning. I don't need anything this world will ever offer me because it can never satisfy. And the more money you make, the more you'll feel like you need to have. I'm telling you, the more booze you guzzle, the more you'll feel like you have to go back again. But I'm telling you, 30 something years ago in an old and old fashioned altar in a little storefront building I came and I believed and thank God the bread is satisfied I've never been hungry since you say how do you know you're saved because I've been satisfied I'm satisfied with Jesus Christ I'm satisfied with this book I'm satisfied with this church I'm satisfied with this way I'm satisfied with this spirit I'm satisfied with this mercy I'm satisfied with this grace I'm satisfied with with his love. I'm satisfied with his kindness. I'm satisfied with his goodness. I'm satisfied with his person. I'm satisfied with his prayers. I'm satisfied with who he is, with what he's done. I am satisfied. Oh, bless the Lord, oh my soul. I am so satisfied. It is pitiful this morning. Woo, hallelujah. You say, why do you act like that? Because I can't help it, amen. I'm trying to help it, but I'm just satisfied. Isn't it good to be satisfied? I don't need drugs this morning. I don't need perversion this morning. I don't need the lottery, thank God. I don't need the things of this world. I am so satisfied with Jesus Christ. He is the best thing that's ever happened to me. Hallelujah. Woo! Praise God. Just satisfied. I'm just satisfied. You say, I wouldn't act like that. Don't let me do it this morning. I'm telling you, my friend, I wouldn't trade places with a king on a throne this morning. I wouldn't trade places with a, with a sports athlete. I wouldn't trade places with a Hollywood actor. God knows I wouldn't trade places with a politician this morning. I'm telling you to my friend, it's just good to be saved. It's just good to pillow your head at night and know that whatever comes in this life, I am satisfied with eternity. And one of these days, faith is going to end in silence. Because the bread of God satisfies the hungry soul this morning as they come get us a song ready. Are you hungry? Sinner, you'll never get saved till you get hungry. Hey, look at me this morning. I am, I am burdened for people sitting here that you're just tuned out. I don't ever say this much in one sermon, but I'm burdened for people that's tuned out. I pray the Holy Ghost puts you under such conviction that you don't rest the rest of this day. You say, well, that's an awful thing to say. No, it's not. You need to be woke up, friend. You need God to get a hold of your mind and your heart. This morning, you'll never be satisfied living out in sin. The pleasures, any pleasure you could ever find, which will not be much, but any pleasure you'll ever find in sin, guess what? It's just for a season. Do you know for some people a season is a day. That's the only 
season they have in that pleasure. For some, it's not even that. It's just the moment, and then it's pure misery from there on out. The season of sin is not long, friend. It is not long. And I'm going to tell you, the season of serving God is for all eternity. Satisfied. Satisfied with the bread of God. I've been by the bedside of people who live for God, and you have too. And I've heard them make this statement. I bet you've heard them make this statement. Preacher, I'm ready to go. I've, I've lived for God. My whole body's wearing out, and I know I don't have much longer left. And if God takes me today, I'm just ready to go. You know what that is? That is the comment of someone who is satisfied. This morning, are you satisfied? Child of God, you may be saved. When's the last time you pulled up to God's table and took a bite of that bread? You may be going through something. You may be struggling. I'm going to tell you something. The Word of God, letting it just flow over your soul, just reading that Bible every day. You know what, that, what that'll do for you? It'll satisfy you. When I have a fear, when I have a burden, when I have something really troubling me and I can't get the answer, I tell you what I do. This may be very simple, but it works. I'll open my Bible, and I'll get my phone, and I'll turn Alexander Scorby on. And while Brother Alexander, or while Alexander Scorby is reading, I'll go down through there, and I'll read along with him. You know what that does for me? It takes all the trouble out of me. It takes all that fear, all that worry that's on the inside. I don't want to live my life like that. The Word of God will comfort you this morning. As we stand, if you need to come, why don't you come this morning? If you need to be saved, why don't you come be saved this morning? I've wandered far The bread of God. It won't just feed you as a sinner. Hey, this book will feed you every day. It's not just for the lost. Hey, child of God, this book will help you today. You know that. It'll feed your inner man. I don't just partake of bread one time, but I partake of it oftentimes. And this book this morning, it's God's bread from heaven. It's Christ, the living word. Here's the written word. Let God's book help you this morning. Let the Bible be bread for your soul. Let it be manna from heaven. Let Christ, oh sinner, you need Jesus this morning. God, open their eyes. Help them to see themselves for who they are. Yes. We're going to sing another verse. And while the church sings, sinner, come on. I've wanted many precious years. How about it, sinner? What is God going to have to do to get your attention? I now repent with bitter tears. Yes. That Lord, I'm coming home. Amen. While we sing, church, come on, sinner. Come to Christ this morning.
If you'll come to Jesus, he'll save your soul. Coming home, nevermore to roll. Yes. it this morning I'm tired of sin and straying Lord now I'm coming home I'll trust thy love believe thy word Lord I'm coming Amen. Let's sing it to him this morning. Coming home, coming home. Yes. Nevermore to roam. Open wide yes. thine arms of love. That's right. Amen. All God's people said, well, it's been good to be in God's house this morning, and we're going to receive the offering today, so if you'll get our men to come, and everything that you give uh, goes for the needs of the church and the furtherance of the gospel. Thank you so much for being here this morning. Let's do pray for sinners this morning and for backsliders, that God will speak to their heart. Let's thank the Lord for the good service. Don't forget play practice tonight at 4 o'clock. And for those who are 10 and up and, 15, and those who are 9 and under, we'll be at nine or at 5.15. So play practice at 4 o'clock and then play practice at 5.15 for those who are 9 and under. All right? All the things going on, be sure and pick up a church bulletin. And we do apologize that we've had to uh, close off the back here, but we're fixing to pour some concrete and uh, finish up some of the things we needed to back there so then that will be opened back up. And it'll be a whole lot better. Amen. Hadn't God been good to us? <clears throat> I'll tell you, he's been better to us than what we deserve. And I just thank him for being a good crowd this morning, good presence of God. And so let's pray for the service tonight, 6 o'clock, our evening service. There'll be no choir practice tonight. And so we're going to receive the offering, and then we'll be dismissed in prayer here.